0: The views and opinions expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Introducing District 36, Luxe Eyelashes. Their lashes give you the most natural look and feel. District 36 Eyelashes offers an array of individual lashes, mink and human hair lashes. Their lash tech, Yana is certified so you can go from barely there to the glam in you. Follow District 36 Eyelashes on IG or visit their store at district36.storeenvy.com or contact Yana the Lash tag at 404-490-3649 that's District 36 Lux Eyelashes Welcome back to another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks. On today's episode, we'll be discussing to tell you about a new drug that I was prescribed for my Shogun's Syndrome on Thursday. So as usual, grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and if you're listening later on at night, grab your favorite glass of wine and join me right here on my story. Living with Lupus. <music> Reported by the Associated Press, January the 10th, 2019, Michigan lists pain drug gabapentin as a controlled substance. Michigan is listing a drug commonly used to treat nerve pain and seizures as a controlled substance, a step intended to fight the opioid epidemic. The State Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs says gabapentin, also known as Neurontin, can have potentially harmful effects when combined with other opioids. A number of states have designated it as a controlled substance. The Michigan Board of Pharmacy supported the move. The Michigan licensing department also is revising training standards for those who prescribe and dispense opioids and other controlled substances. They will be required To learn about matters such as alternative pain management treatments and counseling patients on the effects and risks associated with opioids. So if any of you out there in the listening audience is on Gabapentin, better known as Neurotin, please check your local state. To see if it is now listed as a controlled substance because if it is when you go to the pharmacy to pick that medication up you will have to present your photo ID or your license well I went to a new rheumatologist yesterday and I was prescribed medication for my Sjogren's Syndrome. And for those of you in the listening audience who is not familiar with Sjogren's, it is an autoimmune disease which causes dry eyes, dry mouth. And um, it is treated sometimes with um, eye drops or biotin so my new rheumatologist um prescribed pilocarpine this medication is used to produce saliva in the mouth and um, produce tears so um i'm going to see how this works I'm on a 5-milligram dose. I take one tablet three times a day. And we're going to see how this works out. Because the biotin did not work for me. And um, I was taking Restasis. And the Restasis is not quite doing it. So he said he's going to um, try this. And I can go back in two weeks to get my lab results and I talked to him about doing acupuncture. So, we'll see where my alternative pain management goes after we go over the lab results on February the 14th. But stay tuned, coming up, Lyme disease versus lupus. Henry Long, the author of Positive Energy 24-7. You can purchase an autographed copy of his motivational book and you can also purchase the e-book version at rightpad247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E P A T H two four seven dot com. You can also follow him on Instagram at rightpath two four seven. Abundant harvest aquaponics. Planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. What do you think the common denominator? is between Lyme disease and lupus. Okay, time's up. Lyme disease and lupus both start with the letter L. And that's not the only aspect they share. In fact, many Lyme disease symptoms may present themselves as lupus and vice versa. That's why it's important to be aware of their distinct differences in order to properly treat either condition. Lyme disease is caused by a tick bite, which transmits bacteria causing infection. Lupus, on the other hand, is a chronic inflammatory autoimmune condition meaning that the immune system attacks itself and other organs in the body. Now in both Lyme disease and lupus a distinctive rash can appear and both conditions can result in pain as well, now here is some more detailed outline of Lyme disease and lupus to help you distinguish between the two. Connection between lupus and Lyme disease. Lyme disease and lupus share many symptoms, such as arterioventricular which can present itself as heart palpitations. Other shared symptoms include joint pain, fever, fatigue, headache, rashes, and central nervous system complications. Both conditions can affect the knees. Lyme disease can also cause pain in larger joints while lupus affects smaller ones. Arthritis can also be seen in both Lyme and lupus, leading to joint pain too. Fever occurs mainly in the early stages of Lyme disease and during lupus flares, fatigue, Two is happening in both diseases, but in Lyme disease, it may go away with appropriate treatment. And in lupus, it is more frequent and can affect up to 80% of patients. You may ask about the U.S. prevalence and economic impact of both diseases. Well, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that Lyme disease cases are closer to 300,000 annually in the U.S., taking in account the many cases that go unreported. The reported number of cases is around 30,000. Even the CDCs Estimate may not fully represent the scale of the Lyme disease problem as eight national surveys put Lyme disease cases closer to one million. The economic impact of Lyme disease on the U.S. health care system is $16,199.00 patient or 3.34 billion annually. Estimated lupus cases are around 1.5 million in America and at least one in five individuals worldwide. Lupus affects women aged 15 to 44 more than men. The economic impact of lupus in the U.S. is $12,643 a patient and $8,659 in lost productivity. Now, Discussing the differences between Lyme disease and lupus signs and symptoms. Some of the shared signs and symptoms in both Lyme disease and lupus. And now we will explore the differences between the two. In lupus, not every patient experience the same symptoms. Lupus is not a one-size-fits-all illness, but there are some common ones all patients may encounter. Lupus symptoms come on slowly. and may be temporary or chronic. Many patients will experience a flare, which is a symptom spike. Lupus symptoms vary depending on the affected body part or organ. Some common symptoms of lupus include fatigue, fever, joint pain, stiffness, swelling, butterfly-shaped rash on the face, Skin lesions that worsen in sun exposure. Fingers and toes turning white or blue in cold or during stress. Shortness of breath. Chest pain, dry eyes. Headaches, confusion, or memory loss. The trademark sign of Lyme disease is a rash that appears as a bull's eye. This rash appears in 70 to 80% of patients and is located in the area of the tick bite. Other classic signs and symptoms of Lyme disease include fever, headache, muscle ache, and fatigue symptoms of lyme disease can occur anytime from three to 30 days after infection as a result one may forget or not recall being bitten by a tick adding to the confusion when symptoms do present themselves symptoms of lyme disease may advance in some patients causing severe joint pain, stiff neck, severe headaches, dizziness, shooting pain, changes in heart rhythm, and issues with the nervous system, if not properly properly treated, excuse me. Next we'll be discussing comparing lupus and Lyme disease causes and transmission. So stay tuned. Entrepreneur and creator of Right Side of 50, and I am my sister's keeper. Sheila Smith, motivational and empowerment speaker is available for your next empowerment event and conference. You can book her for your next event at rightsideof50 at gmail.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-O-F-50 at gmail.com or call at 678 to one each one encourage one you know people really have a misconception when it comes down to lupus and that's basically because they don't know and if you don't know and if you don't know where or who to ask or go get the information you're going to think what you think. Just like an individual asked me one time, they heard that lupus was like HIV. It was similar to HIV. And I looked and I said, no, it's not. I said, you, you can't catch lupus. And I told the person, if you touch me, you can't get it. If you hug me, you can't get it. But I can catch whatever you have. Like if I shake your hand and you've been coughing in your hand or sneezing in your hand and you did not wash your hands. And I go to shake your hand. Well, that germ is on my hand. And I can get it, but it's going to hit me 10 times harder than it would somebody else. There is a lot of misconceptions about this disease. But with lupus, it's a combination of genetics and environmental factors that come into play. Some individuals have a predisposition for the development of lupus. And when they encounter something in the environment that triggers lupus, the symptoms arise and the disease becomes active. Potential triggers of lupus include exposure to sunlight that's why my sister thought i was weird because i keep my room dark i can't take too much of the sun and the one of my doctors had explained to her that she's not a vampire it's just the the sun triggers her to go into a flare or it it will break her skin out and that's why she keeps it dark in her room and um, so it, it's, it's really a lot but with Lyme disease on the other hand um, it's caused by bacteria which is carried from a black-legged tick or a deer tick. When a tick bites you, the bacteria gets transmitted, and the longer the tick is present on the skin, the higher the risk of developing Lyme disease. Now, the risk Factors and the complications of both illnesses are as follows lupus is an autoimmune disease, we got that part, so it may not be possible to prevent it completely. Some risk factors that have been found to increase the odds of developing lupus include being a female. Now you understand men get this too. Lupus does not discriminate. It is not a one size fits all you know illness. It has no socioeconomic um level that it hits on. It hits across the board, totally. Um, But being a female between the ages of 15 to 44, being African-American, Hispanic, Latino, Asian-American, Native American, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander, and having a family history of lupus. About 5 to 13% of individuals who develop lupus have some family history of the disease. Now, my father's mother, who was Native American, had it. And it skipped my two brothers and my two sisters and decided to come pay me a visit. So that is how I wound up with lupus. Because lupus can have an impact all over the body, there are numerous complications that can occur, including kidney damage, kidney failure, complications to the brain, nervous system, and resulting in headaches and memory problems, blood problems like anemia, inflammation of the lungs, inflammation of the heart, increased risk of infections, cancer, bone tissue death, pregnancy complications like miscarriages. On the other hand, And Lyme disease can only be contracted through a tick bite. So a large risk factor is spending time in wooded grassy grassy areas. You have to excuse me today. I'm not feeling my best. Especially in the northeast or midwest regions of the U.S. If your skin is exposed, that can um, increase the risk of a tick latching on and transmitting bacteria. Lastly, if a tick is spotted, remove Mr. Tick right away. Don't sit and wait. Remove Mr. Tick immediately. Lyme disease complications include chronic joint inflammation neurological symptoms cognitive defects and heart rhythm irregularities now when it comes down to the diagnosis and treatment options for both Lyme disease is diagnosed by anal symptoms, conducting a physical exam, reviewing the patient's medical history, and running some tests. These tests check for antibodies and confirm diagnosis. Lyme disease is commonly treated with a regimen of antibiotics over the course of several weeks. If Lyme disease is persistent and trust venous, antibiotics will be used. Now, when it comes down to um, lupus, laboratory tests, imaging tests, biopsies may be utilized. Your doctor may request a complete blood count. Um... Observation of how fast the blood cells fall to the bottom of the tube. A fast rate indicates systemic disease, kidney and liver assessments, urinalysis, and anti-nuclear antibody tests. Imaging tests include chest x-rays echocardiogram to check for fluid in the lung and the heart valves. There are several treatment options for lupus, including corticosteroids, anti-malaria, respiratory um, injections, which contain the hormone, which contains a hormone, and aspirin anti-seizure meds, antibiotics for infections, and bone strengthening drugs to prevent osteoporosis. The difference in Lyme disease and lupus prevention. Prevention of Lyme disease involves reducing one's risk of a tick bite. Prevention tips For this includes being covered up in wooded, grassy areas, wearing insect repellent, checking yourself, your children, your pets for ticks, and removing a tick upon the immediate discovery of one. The longer it stays latched on, the higher the risk of infection. Because the exact cause of lupus isn't well understood, like in many autoimmune diseases, preventing it completely is hard. What you can do if you have lupus is manage your condition to reduce the risk of flares This can be done by avoiding triggers like sunlight, paying attention to your diet, exercising regularly, as well as recording your symptoms and documenting what triggers them. We all know lupus is a non-curable illness. There is not a magic pill to But what I'm trying to do is to bring forth further awareness about this illness. I have received many notices from young women dying from lupus. I may not talk about it with you guys, but I receive the notices. I receive notices of young women who are in need of kidneys because of this disease. Now, I was told yesterday from. rheumatologist that I cannot take any medication for lupus at this point in time due to a blood disorder that I have. So as of yesterday I have to watch everything I do. I can't put myself in situations to trigger any flares or anything because I'm not on any lupus medication due to a blood disorder caused from this illness. And he asked me, he said, Susan, are you all right? And I looked, I said, why wouldn't I be? I said, I've been dealing with it this long, what am I supposed to do? Just, okay, throw in the towel and say, okay, Lupus, i give in. I said, no, I continue and will always continue to get up and fight. Each and every day, regardless of how I'm feeling. And as I stated, um, no. As I'm doing this podcast, no, I don't feel my best. But I said, please forgive me for not feeling my best. And please forgive the hiccups during this, um, podcast, charge it to lupus, but not my heart, I'm trying to just make you aware of everything regarding the misconceptions of lupus that people have, what I'm going through with lupus right now by not being able to take any medication to suppress symptoms of my lupus because I have a blood disorder am I sad about it no Mm -mm. I go on living my life and as I um, told my sister as usual she called me um, while I was still in the doctor's office she called me and said okay what did he say what did he say and I told her, they can't put me on any medication to suppress my lupus. And she asked me, how are you doing it? I said, what you really want to say, how am I taking it? And I told her that, uh, how else am I going to take it? I've been deal- dealing with this situation too long. I'm not just going to throw in a towel and give in. I'm going to keep on doing me and providing you guys with information um, regarding my condition. And I told her, it's like uh, my mother used to ask me, and I told this story once before on the podcast. um, When I came home from high school... And I hit that door every day at 3.30. If I wasn't home by 3.30, I knew I was in big trouble. I hit the door and she would ask me, What have you done today to help a needed soul along the way? And I would have to tell her everything I did. So now, I'm trying to inform you guys. It's someone out there listening who may have been newly diagnosed or who is going through something and they don't understand how, yes, this disease can take you for a loop. But you know what? If you're that person, you get back up and fight. Let it knock you down for a day or two. But say, I'm not going to let you get the best of me. I'm going to get back up to fight another day. And that's what I do. You have to keep a positive outlook on life. And keep living your best life. Because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Not to any of us. But live your best life and do you. Don't let this disease get you down. And if it do, you get back up again to fight another day. But listen here, I want to tell you about one of my loopy sisters. Her name is Altonia fowler Dugar. She wrote an affirmation journal to encourage mental, spiritual, and physical wellness. And it's called The Disruption of Perfection. Go check her page out at natural underscore loopy on IG. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-L-Y underscore L-U-P-I-E. Her affirmation journal is on Amazon.com. So go check her IG page out and grab your copy on Amazon.com. If you feel that you can't speak to anyone, remember there's help for you. Contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. You're never alone. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. for joining me for another episode of my story living with Lucas Um, I hope you found this informative Um, I will try to bring you some smooth sounding jazz for your ride home tonight and I will try to bring you inspirational Saturday But if I don't, I want to tell you why. I'm having some complications with my heart. I have congestive heart failure um, due to the lupus. And um, I'm having some tests done. I've been having some problems. And I'm having some tests done Monday morning. I'm trying to get prepared for that also. So if I don't bring you Inspirational Saturday or the smooth jazz for your ride home tonight, please forgive me. But uh, knock on wood, I'll see you next episode, guys. Um, Next week. For my story, Living with Lupus and I'll Make It Up to You, I'm your host, Susan Hendricks. Have a safe ride home. And most of all, have a blessed weekend. See you next week. The views and opinions expressed on My Story Living with Lupus podcast are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having.